6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. All right, so have you heard about that Google engineer who was put on leave after claiming a computer chat bot that he had been working on had become sentient or being uh, become able to perceive and feel things really sounds like something out of a movie do you remember this from 2001 a space odyssey open the pod bay doors hell i'm sorry dave i'm afraid i can't do that what's the problem i think you know what the problem is just as well as i do what are you talking about hell This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. I don't know what you're talking about, Hal. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me. And I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. Where the hell did you get that idea, Hal? Dave, although you took very thorough precautions in the pod against my hearing you, I could see your lips move. All right, Hal. I'll go in through the emergency airlock. Without your space helmet, Dave, you're going to find that rather difficult. Hal, I won't argue with you anymore. Open the doors. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Hal 9000 refuses to comply with human operators because it fears it's about to be switched off? Yeah, so the engineer for Google responsible for AI organization published transcripts between himself and the company's Lambda, the language model for dialogue applications, this chatbot development system. He described the system as, get this, having the perception of and ability to express thoughts and feelings equivalent to a human child. What? Let's get into it with tech journalist and analyst Carmi Levy. Hi, Carmi. Hi, Jalen. Great to be here. Uh, okay, this is kind of freaking me out a little bit, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't know what to make of it. What do you make of it? I, uh, you know, it's funny. I was looking at the transcripts. I was looking at his claims that it has become sentient, that it is exhibiting uh, human intelligence, that it's you know, essentially sort of picked up the baton, crossed the line, gone HAL 9000 or Skynet, depending on which movie analog you want to use. Um, and, and I couldn't find it. I, I was looking for the engineering proof. Uh, that it had actually mm. sort of gone critical, and you know, and and you know, this has been ever since artificial intelligence kind of wormed its way into the mainstream. Um, that's really been sort of the, the big question on everyone's mind: at what point does it become human? At what point does it become sentient? And the reality is, is we all don't agree on that. There is no universal line. Like this is the definition, and and you know, on this side of the line, it exhibits these behaviors. On that side of the line, it exhibits those other behaviors. And so, we don't even have a, 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 a universal definition of it. So for some to just say, oh, I was having a conversation with it, and it seems to be human, really isn't enough. you got to bring a little bit more to the, to the table, and I'm still not 100% convinced. And clearly his bosses at Google aren't because they told him it had no merit, then they suspended him because he went public. Well, Carmi, I think humans are um, can be rather notorious for 
anthropomorphic, I always have troubles with this word, anthropomorphizing, you know, putting human things on. We make our technology human, yeah, exactly. Anybody who watched the movie Cars, right? You know, the cars came alive and they're actual characters. And I think that's one of the magic things about technology is that at some point it convinces you that it's real. I have conversations with Siri on my iPhone and sometimes I swear that she's real. I actually call her a she. And I know full well that in the background it's just programming that she's she's programmed to respond in a certain way and sound and feel very human but the reality is is she isn't and she's a result of what engineers have built into her not that she picked up the baton and taught herself could this be just a bit of a ploy to get uh, the company to, to get the media talking, here we are talking about them. That was my initial, and I'm, I'm a cynic at heart. So whenever I see something like this, I'm thinking, oh, great. The company just wants to generate some headlines so that, you know, we're all buzzing on it, maybe attract future investment. Sort of, you know, AI hasn't really been in the news lately, so let's come up with uh, with a story that just, you know, generates some buzz, whether it's positive or, positive or negative, or it doesn't really matter. We, have, of course, have no way of proving that, but the fact that it's even out there, I think it's a possibility. And I'm sure Google is not unhappy even though they claim that they have this sort of you know sort of back and forth with this engineer that he's a bit of a bad boy for violating their confidentiality agreements um i think in reality they're probably secretly happy that that we're having a conversation that we probably should have been having all along is what are the ethical implications of this technology that we're working on and uh and you know how do we prepare ourselves for the day when maybe the technology is better and it gets to that point. So, Carmi, how do we prepare ourselves for what's being done? I think uh, that is the, the, the question of the, of the moment. It's the question of, of our time. Uh, because at some point, and I believe this, at some point we will get to a point where um, it may not necessarily be, you know, another, like a technological human, but it'll be close enough that we're going to have to have you know, protections in place. We'll have to have frameworks that uh, that hold companies like Google and others who develop these technologies to account. Um, that you know, just like we regulate the auto industry and the healthcare industry and the financial industry and all other major industries, the energy space, we should regulate the AI space as well to make sure that the technology that's developed helps support humanity, but doesn't threaten it. And as long as we have those in place and that those frameworks and you know laws are kept updated as the technology moves ahead, I think that's a good thing. But to you know sort of not have those frameworks in place yeah. to begin with, that kind of frightens me because then companies like Google and Amazon they're the ones who dictate our future agenda, and that really can't be ha- that, that can't be allowed to happen. Well, and Carmi, I guess uh, part of what am I big concerns with this is that we, it doesn't seem that we're doing a very good uh, do very good job with uh, you know making sure the rules and regulations are in place for technology in the first place. I mean, we're still trying to figure out different rules and bills and legislation and all that sort of stuff. So I, you know, when you look further down the road, my gosh, if we're not looking at it now, we're going to get kicked in the butt when it happens 10 years, 20 years down. Totally. Technology has always raced ahead of the government's ability to keep up. There's always been a gap. Um, and I think we have to accept that there always will be a gap. The question is how long, how, how wide is that gap and how acceptable is it to be that wide? So in other words, how do we minimize it um, and stay at least reasonably close so that the laws have a reasonable chance of protecting us against abuse? That's kind of the, that's the challenge. And I still think, you know, we don't have the best technologists who are running for office, who are in government. Uh, and so they don't really like, any time you see 
uh, hearings on Parliament Hill and you listen to elected officials asking questions of the tech industry, I cringe and I realize they really don't know what they're talking about. They don't even know what to ask, let alone what answers they want to hear. So we clearly need to do better as a society and we need to have better laws, but we also need to have better people with better understanding of technology to build those laws in the first place. Carmi, Jason texted in and said, hey, if AI is getting that intelligent, I guess that's on its creators. What's stopping AI from taking a walk from the Google office to the Pentagon, the White House, or the military bases? If it feels like it, does AI intelligence have attitude, diabolical intentions, or is it taught to be that way? Um, the, the latter. It's, you know, technology really is a function of those who create it, and, and artificial intelligence in particular and machine learning, they are based on the data that they, that are fed over time. Yeah. Uh, that is how they are going to learn. That's how they're going to evolve. And so unless they're specifically taught to be diabolical, you know, movie-class villains, yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure, like, a lot of this is sci-fi, and I wouldn't worry that they're about to take a walk down to, you know, D&D headquarters or the Pentagon, and they're all going to start to you know you know taking over from us i, I think the movies have convinced us that artificial intelligence is the basis for the end of the world yes not going to get there i i doubt it i really doubt it i think you know we grew up a lot of us during the terminator years right like that's what we watched on on the big screen Exactly, and it's and it's a good lark, and it's and it makes for a very entertaining movie. But you know, I worry more about artificial intelligence being used to say, uh, you know, violate my financial account yeah. or to to pursue a ransomware attack. It's not exactly going to you know sort of take over you know robot apocalypse, but it certainly can be used to harm, just not in ways that we've yeah. seen popularized in movies. A little less exciting than that. I tell you, I watched a sixty-minute special. I don't know about a year ago, and it had the dancing robots that they had taught them to dance. <laughs> to different things i'm like oh my gosh oh, yeah. like like do the cha-cha slide and stuff i was like that's freaking me out <laughs> yeah and, but you know the cool thing about that and that's uh, you're referring to boston dynamics which uh, yeah. of course, was owned by google at one point and those technologies you know hold potential to you know a revolutionize how you and i get around and yeah. also for people who may not necessarily have you know you know who may have been paralyzed in an accident these have huge implications for the future so whenever anyone you know we hear ai and we're like oh god you know like i'm I'm thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I don't want this to be a Terminator moment. Um, the reality is, is AI can, you know, revolutionize life for people who otherwise would would, would have led a compromised life. And I think we should allow that to happen, um, you know, with the appropriate guards in place mm -hmm. to prevent abuses. But the potential for good is so much better than the potential for not good. But it just doesn't make as good a movie plot. <laughs> Carmi, always <laughs> appreciate your time and your thoughts. Thanks for this. Thanks, Jaylen. Yeah, you betcha, Carmi Levy, joining me this afternoon. A tech journalist and analyst. Uh, always love talking uh, tech with Carmi.